Hi, I'm Dee Hicks, and welcome to the School of Leadership, leveraged lessons from high-impact leaders. For the past 30 years, I've researched the disciplines, habits, mental models, and assumptions of the most effective leaders. This podcast takes what I've learned from over 2,000 of these influencers and distills it into practical tools and tips you can use immediately. So let's get started. Good afternoon. I hope your day is going great and you just looked at your watch didn't you, to see if it's actually afternoon. Well, it's afternoon for me, so I'm not really sure what time it is for you, but let's go with it. Let's call it an afternoon. So I was on the phone with one of my friends earlier in the day, and we were talking about the impact of significantly stressful events on people. I'm not sure when you'll be listening to this, but uh, there are there are some significant impacts on folks right now with respect to the coronavirus. Perhaps you will have run across this podcast well after we're past this uh, intense time, or maybe not. Uh, the impact on folks like you and I when we are in very frightening kind of situations is very well known. We tend to have four different responses to stress. First of all, understand that stress is fear. Fear and stress are the very same thing. We came up with the word back in the day, applying an engineering word, stress, which is what you use to talk about whether a metal beam can handle pressure on people way back in the day. And uh, it's kind of stuck. Mostly we did that because of the fear is protracted in most cases. It's not like someone jumps out out of a bush and yells at you and shoots a gun in your direction. And that's short lived. That's a short uh, intervention. It's not like a a bear growls at you from a bush and then the bear runs away and therefore the, the fear goes away quickly too. Much of the fear that you and I experience in this world is a more protracted fear, a slow simmering fear like worry. And that's why we use the word stress often. But just remember that stress is fear. And so whenever you feel the physical and psychological and relational symptoms of fear and of stress, ask yourself what you're afraid of and actually answer it. Actually answer it. It's amazing. A little bit counterintuitive that by asking myself what I'm afraid of and really identifying what I'm afraid of, the fear doesn't get bigger, it gets smaller. My mind is able to put it in its appropriate context. And we know, you know probably this as well, that there are four responses to fear. You know the first two very well. These have been around for years through study. Hans Selye and others identified what we call the fight or flight response. So when we are afraid, our response quickly is to try to fight it. There's only maybe five or 6% of adults who do that in their first response. The rest of adults have the second response to fear, which is flight. Try to get away from the fear as much as possible. The fear is a really big fear, one we can't get our mind around, one where we can't run far enough to get away from it or you can't reach out and punch it and make it go away, then we go into the third mode, which is a freeze response. That's very commonly seen in groups of people, families, uh, cultures, small society subgroups can freeze when we are afraid. And freeze literally means just that. We don't do anything. We don't think about it. We don't move. We don't decide. feel fairly physically calm, but we are locked up. It's just imagine you've run out of all your mental energy and you have no 
sugar and no protein and no glucose and you got no water and you're just sort of staring. That's the way many people are responding right now to the pressure that we are feeling. And many of us respond that way fairly naturally. Again, it's when there is the fear is so big, we feel like we can't fight it or can't flee it. Then we just freeze. There's a fourth response to fear, and that's the flock response, where we flock together in groups to try to work our way through this fear. That is a wonderful response. Of course, in our current situation, that's difficult to do because we're supposed to keep distance from one another. And as this passes, I'm sure that will be a part of our culture for years to come. Whenever some threat of an epidemic or pandemic occurs, we will kind of uh, step away from one another. That's a really bad response, except that, of course, it keeps the transmission of the, of the disease or the virus at a minimum. So from that perspective, it's a good response. But from the long-term perspective of being able to manage fear, it's a bad response because we need to be able to flock together. Thankfully, we're at a place in history where we can actually flock together in ways where we're still physically far apart. It does not solve everything, but it's better than nothing and it helps with loneliness. So we've found also, and we know this, you know this probably as well as anyone, and uh, that when the fear goes on and we can't do much with it and we, the fighting doesn't work, the, we can't run from it, we freeze, that doesn't work either, and we can't flock together, people start to get depressed. We've really run across some fascinating work done by Askland uh, where 427 people were studied who were prone to depression to discover what worked to help them lift the depression and then stay out of the depression. Fascinatingly enough, reminiscing about happy events and having a store of these happy events readily available helps us build up our resilience. Thinking about remembering and talking to other people about really cool events where we overcame something or did something or tried something or challenged in some way, and it's a wonderful event. Reminiscing about those events with people causes a cascade neurochemically in us that over time helps us to become more resilient in the face of fear. So here's the deal. If you're a leader of an organization, get people together digitally if you have to and talk about our wins. Talk, reminisce about what's worked really, really well and do that a lot. Start all of your conversations with that. End all of your conversations with that. If you find yourself sinking into that slow pit of dark depression, kind of going to a dark place, sit down and think about, write about, say out loud if you can, the things that you've experienced that were wonderful. Actually go back in your memory and relive them for a moment or two. And if you can if you can bullet point those and write them down and refer back to them later, this, although it sounds like a weird, you know, pop psychology self-help tip, it actually is much, much more than that because in the act of doing it, when you and I immerse ourselves nostalgically in a wonderful experience that we've had or a wonderful place or about wonderful people or a combination of those things, it causes a cascade of neurochemicals that ends up making us more resilient. It also helps us to stave off the effects of cortisol, which is, as you all know, one of our fear neurochemicals that causes our brain to function in a very, very different way and even our body to function in a different way. So it's totally appropriate in times of fear and stress to look at what am I afraid of and then go to thinking about and talking about the good times because there are a lot of them. Uh, we're not talking about that stuff so we can just ignore things. We're talking about that stuff because it's actually like going to the gym for the heart. 
and it, it helps us develop a, a much more resilient personality. There's just a little bit of tip for today. There you go. There's about six and a half minutes of your life you're never going to get back. <laughs> but practice it. Hope all's well. Thanks for joining me in today's School of Leadership. This podcast is part of the Archimedes Experiment, leveraged wisdom from the world's most effective leaders. If you're interested in more, go to my website, dhicks.com. Remember, my first name has only one E. Well, you'll find more short and helpful podcast books and blog posts. If this was helpful, maybe even share it with some of your friends. Have a great day.